Okay. Which we can briefly discuss. But you need to remember the questions that came to you <sighs> the other night. Yeah, I do. I feel like that's probably only going to happen if I re-listen to last episode. I do need a notebook as well, yeah. We'll get there. Banana Hammock Productions. <laughs> it's the right colour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a bit of yellow, a bit of black. Yeah. Banana Hammock. Mm-hmm. And one day we'll understand where that name came from. No, we won't. Never. Ever. Never. Never. I really don't think we will. <laughs> it's probably for the best. No, I don't, I don't... I don't recall it being a kind of... It's certainly not a negative thing. Yeah. It was definitely not a negative it's thing. It's like a joke thing. But I just don't yeah, really yeah. remember... Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. I'm I'm more curious than like angry or anything. Again, I'm I'm good with nicknames, but I just want to know. Yeah. I mean, it's not. We don't refer to you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spoken to Berg Banana Hammock today? <laughs> like you are just Chris. Thanks. Those crows. Can you really hear? (laughs) Damn. They they were noisy. That's probably why we normally close the windows. (laughs) Yeah, it's quite warm in here. It is warm in here. Also, I've kept the heater on because it gets cold in here. Yeah, I hadn't realised. So it was off. I've turned it off. Okay, Mm. that's cool. Hopefully, the weather's now going to be warm enough that we can leave it off. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, whenever you're ready. Oh, we're recording. You're going to tell me we're live. <laughs> We've been live for two minutes. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> right. So my... Th- yeah, Sorry, just, I'll stop doing that. No, it's fine. It's probably more... It's better. It's more natural. I think so. Because then we can just like fade into oh, it. I need to be like a poker player and figure out your tell. Oh, now we're li- I see we're live now because you... <laughs> Genuinely, when I start talking, <laughs> we're live. Okay. You seem to be talking a lot, Chris. Yeah, we're recording. That's because we're recording. Um, so, yeah, so I had this thought um, regarding purpose. Oh, okay. One's purpose. Because mm-hmm. I certainly interact with a few people who, um, as adults, they kind of still say that that phrase that I don't know what I want to do for a living. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, cool. And, you know, you hear of, successful people kind of saying you must have a dream and Mm. you know live a legacy and have a purpose and a passion and all those kind of things which is great but if you don't and you're not there yet sometimes you can get stuck in that loop of yeah but i don't Mm. and yeah so driving this morning i was like okay so if you're if if you're one of those people that hasn't quite figured it out a little bit Mm -hmm. um then I think maybe 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 a good option, and this is the point of discussion, is create yourself a bucket list. Yeah. Right? So, you, you know, there's stuff that you have to do, whether that's a job or, you know, clean your clothes and mm-hmm. brush your teeth mm-hmm. and do the laundry, clean the house. There's stuff you have to do. If you can create a bucket list with attainable items as well as the fanciful items on there, like yeah. I, I want to try water... Like, I don't know. Um, wakeboarding. Wakeboarding, thanks. It's yeah. on water. It is, yeah. But I knew as my brain was going to say waterboarding. That's I think something. that's still a thing. <laughs> but it's not a fun thing, <laughs> but it's a thing. I've watched some films. Probably not on a bucket list. 
maybe some people are into that maybe yeah, yeah. so yeah thank you wakeboarding yeah, yeah. so so on your bucket list you kind of put a load of stuff mm-hmm. that some of which is will be achievable that yep. you could go and do mm-hmm. and actually make it part of your journey your purpose to do those things so set time out like set time aside to yeah in the schedule like that's bucket list time yeah exactly okay. so that actually you're because i think part of the purpose of life is to live mm-hmm. right but if you're chasing this um idea of something grand yeah. like leave a legacy behind you mm-hmm. like that's really that's big that is that, big. that's yeah. huge mm-hmm. and if you can don't you don't have a legacy right mm-hmm. but you still need to live mm-hmm. so if you can create a bucket list and just start working towards that bucket list okay then i think that might help a fulfill you in life yes um but it might also lead to a grander purpose or legacy or yeah it's definitely going to lead to some experiences and in those experiences you're going to try and find out a little bit more about yourself what you do like what you don't like what resonates what doesn't yeah what sits well what doesn't yeah yeah exactly and uh, you know um kind of crystallized a little bit even just today like with your mum mm. and um the bike ride yeah like it's something i want to do mm. but i have no real understanding of what that's going to take mm. so like i'm going to go and take the steps to go towards it mm-hmm. and and on that path of taking the steps she's gone actually maybe not yeah maybe i don't actually want to do this yeah, yeah. but she took steps towards the goal yeah. so she had the goal yep. on the bucket list or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it took steps towards it and then went ah no i yep. can scrub it yeah yeah and and so something new she's learned about herself mm-hmm. and yeah that was kind of my my thinking i like it I'm probably in the camp that you're talking about. Mm. So I don't know what, if you were going to do, I don't think you have jobs for life anymore, but if I was going to go do one thing, I don't know what that one thing would be. Mm. Where I, I kind of envy my sister because she knew from, like she was like 13, 14, she was like, boom, that's what I want to go do. Yeah. Maybe I don't envy her though, because what happens on the day that she wakes up and she's like, I've had enough. Like that's her whole life. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like that's like her adult life yep. has all been designed around doing that thing. And she's done it and she's now becoming more successful, which is amazing. Precisely. But what happens when she wakes up and she's like, I've had enough. Yeah. Like that will rock her world more than my little sort of like toe dipping into different areas of professions and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that experience is probably, um, it's equally as common. Mm. Um, certainly for Louise, mm. you know, I want to work with children. I'm going to work with children. I want to work here. Yes. And then achieve all that relatively quickly. Yeah. And obviously work for, I I think she probably did the job for like 10 years or something. Really? That's awesome. And then went, I'm done. Mm. But it's in that moment of I'm done. Yeah. Like, crap, that was my, that was my dream. That was my legacy. Mm. And that's what I focused on Mm. entirely. And I got there and I'd done it and I've achieved it. And now, obviously, mm. it's done. Fuck, what, what else do I do? So all of a sudden, it's like, I don't yeah. know. I now know, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. So, you know, for her case, when she listens to this, hopefully it'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's got a bucket list, mm-hmm. actually, you know. Good. And so, um, yeah, just kind of keep adding to it. Keep moving towards mm. the parts on it, you know. So if you can if you, if you can put your bucket list in somewhere that you see it all the time or mm. or at least somewhere where you know you'll visit it you know on a weekly basis mm-hmm. so you kind of look at it and go yeah ah oh, that that's what i'm going to do next or yep. you know 
perhaps I need to save up and mm. for whatever. It gives you something to focus on and target and yeah. work towards. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. it, you know, if something needs, you know, some of these some of these things on your bucket list might need like financial support. Mm-hmm. So then on every birthday or, or mm-hmm. whatever, someone says, what do you want for your birthday? And you're like, well, I'm working towards this on my yep. bucket list. Yeah. If you can donate or yeah, yeah, yeah. help me out or, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And like I said, it helps with birthdays. Some people don't like their own birthday. Yeah. But if you're now using your birthday to get closer to a goal, you might start loving your birthday a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Where would someone start then? I th- well, I think... It doesn't matter. It's going to be different for everyone. Just strike the list. Yeah. Get the list happening. Like, and, and maybe that list will start ridiculous. Mm. You know, I want to go to the moon. Yeah. Okay, cool. Put it on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 2021, like nothing seems impossible. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, just hash out a list. Like if you don't feel like you have a definitive purpose Mm -hmm. and point to getting out of bed each day, give yourself uh, some sort of reason to get out of bed. Nice. You know, work towards it. Cool. Yeah. I thought it was, it sounded in there like a good idea. It sounds out loud like a good idea. That's what I'm after. Yeah, that's what we like. <laughs> what else you got? What else you got in that, that magical that, notebook? That, 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 that one thing was that whole yeah, page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, that that was. But I guess it kind of that does spool back into certain topics that we talked about. You know, self love and mm-hmm. and you know worshiping yourself mm-hmm. because that's what a bucket list is, right? Yep. What do I want to do? Yes. All right, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, and I guess it needs to be yours. It can't be like yours and your your partners or yours and like a friend's. It needs to be what you want to do. And if it means that you do those things alone, yeah, it's actually probably better if you did. Yeah. Than like take someone along for for the ride. But I think, it, yeah, absolutely. But also, if if it's a question of like, as you write your list, you're like, I want to, you know, I want to do skydiving. Yeah. But I'd like to experience that with yes. someone close to me. Yeah. Then kind of leave it a mm-hmm. little, maybe leave it vague because yeah. not everyone wants to throw themselves out of an aeroplane. No. But someone might. Yeah, yeah, you might meet someone in there. Yeah, cool. And often it's that thing, isn't it? That once you start observing a desire within, mm. then you're kind of attracted. That kind yeah. of thing. The universe is crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I I probably actually need to try it then. In that case. I don't have a bucket list and I don't know what I want to do. So I'm like the perfect candidate. Here we this. go. I'll give it a go and we'll we'll review it in a further episode. Okay. Get your bucket list up and running. Yeah, cool. Wow, that's amazing. I'm, I'm actually a little bit excited about that. <laughs> Skydiving will be up there. <laughs> cool. But I want to go like super high. Like if I'm going to go, because they do skydives at different heights. Yes. I want to go like high. Like if we're going to jump out of a plane, let's let's just do it. Let's just... There can't be that much difference at like 10,000 or 15,000 feet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff's tiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want to go like Felix Bumpgarner bloke. Really. In the stratosphere? Yeah. Probably not for the first time. No. But maybe for the second. Because like he blacked out, right? He was not. The tumbling. Um, yeah. Right? He had to control it and he wasn't very good at that. Yeah. 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 yeah you don't want that as you uh, Probably not. <laughs> It'd been an experience. Hell yeah. 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 Maybe not. You might you might need your parachute on like remote control from the yeah, ground. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then you'd have to stop spinning before the parachute could open. Otherwise you're just intent. Don't they yourself. do like a 
isn't there like a pre-shoot a pre-shoot mm-hmm. yeah that slows you down a little bit i think it does i've always wondered what the pre-shoot does mm-hmm. i think i thought that was always designed to actually help the the actual shoot deploy like straight yeah it's probably but, it's probably mul- multi-function right yeah, yeah slow you down ever so slightly mm. deploy the parachute yeah and then jobs are good and- jo- yeah here comes the ground but then slowly, once you deploy the parachute, and then you're just like gliding down, just being like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. I want to do the FOSS bit for as long as possible. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Would you want to do a wind tunnel? Is that the like indoor one where you get to practice? Yeah. I'd give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as fun as like actually falling. No, probably not. Um because also I've seen videos of like people that demonstrate those wind tunnels and they're, they're phenomenal. They can keep it straight. They know what they're mm. doing. Mm. But those are the instructors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as you get an amateur in there, they're all over the show. So I don't think it'd be as enjoyable as literally just falling straight out of the sky. No. But yeah, cool. If there's like a center locally, I'll go give it a go. You have to be good at extension for skydiving. Yeah. And halt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just practice that in the gym. Just, well, that's what the Swiss ball's for. Yeah. Supermanning on a Swiss ball. Over, over a Swiss ball. Yeah. Swiss ball against your back or against your stomach? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm imagining stomach here. Yeah, your face down. Yeah. Falling to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold that. Yeah. But then do it's, you have it, to be good at extension? Because yeah. gravity and wind resistance is... No, you have to be good at extension. Because oh, if you just collapse, are you just going to Yeah, you're fucked. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought they were just no. like natural, like, ooh. <laughs> no, no, you have to be good at extension. Okay. Yeah. So if it goes wrong, you have to bang into extension. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I drive a desk too hard. Maybe I won't. Not, not the greatest at extension. We'll just get you on the, on the Swiss Yeah, ball. I know. I know. Get you flying around the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects included. Oh. <laughs> Watch out for the bird. <laughs> I'm getting way too confident. Yeah, you are. This is great. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Chris's list has begun. <laughs> yeah. There's some stuff I'd like to do. Yeah. I'd like to race a car around a, a track, like as fast as the car and me will let me. Like you, Not like a demo day where there's like loads of other people mm-hmm. on the track and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can't do more than 60 and stuff. Yeah. Like, I want like open track and someone turn around and be like, it's all yours. Like knock yourself out. And that thing of like, if you crash, it's like it would be shit, but yeah. it's not the end of the world. Yeah, like okay. if you accidentally spun it on a corner and rear-ended it into the yeah. um, the arm coat kind of thing. Yeah. I'd just love to give it a go. Would it matter? Like, would it need to be like a really fast car? No. Or, I, re- I reckon you could have like a classic Mini and it would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, what? I think car would be important. You'd, you'd want a car that kind of gives you some feedback when you drive it. So yeah. like a good engine noise, yeah. pretty good gearbox. See, I'm kind of thinking like one of the original MX-5s. Ooh, they're phenomenal. Those cars are amazing. Mm. Not much power, though. No. So, you, but then would you want that? Like, once you're up at speed and momentum, it's all about skill at that point. Yeah. Oh, I love an MX-5. Roof down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess, it, it, it. you know, do you want to experience kind of being chucked into the seat acceleration or actually the skill of driving skill. fast? Yeah, skill of driving fast for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I suspect... That kind of vehicle. Yeah. Again, if Classic. you if you stack it in yeah, yeah. the armco or whatever, like it's 
not such a huge yeah pick one up for like three grand do some little bit of work on it and yeah. then take it to the track kind of thing mm. yeah oh okay yeah that's that's just been on my bucket list for a like, long time i like don't plan to to take it to the track and leave it at the track <laughs> like plan to brand to bring, bring it, back. it back use it again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but if it happens <laughs> it's not the end it's only a car yeah like it's only a car yeah it's only a bit of metal but yeah. i'm precious yeah i like cars mm. um so there's a kind of top two of my bucket list. Nice. Second one's going to be hard <laughs> to organize that type of race experience. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, you get track days and stuff at, at events and whatever. Absolutely. So it's possible. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, you could easily, I think you could easily get a taste of it. Mm. Yeah, the problem is I think I'd absolutely love it. Ooh. And then that's the problem. That racing cars is expensive. Yeah. Even just to do the odd track day, it's still expensive. So mm-hmm. it's kind of something I, I really want to try, but I really mm-hmm. don't want to. Mm-hmm. Because if I absolutely love it, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even just from a, a tyres and petrol mm. perspective. There are some wear and tear on a, on a car like that, that, yeah, brakes get more expensive. Everything just gets a little bit more expensive if you take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> I like it. List is already growing. Yep. Two items. Boom. Mm. It's nice. Thanks. Very good. What about you? You 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 said you, you thought of some questions mm. and then forgot those questions. Yeah, they're really not coming back. Um, what did we talk about last time? Let me check my book. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, we talked about going from zero to something from a perspective of self-love. So we've kind of continued the theme a little bit. Like we were talking about how, how do we um, begin on that process mm. of worshipping yourself and loving yourself. Yeah, and you kind of re-edited your idea of the start point based on some feedback, yep. which was good. Yes. I the did. question was definitely around that as a topic, but I, yeah, it'll give me a minute. Yeah, okay. So whilst we're pondering... Mm. Um, have you experienced any decent tools lately? Have you done any manual labor where you needed to use a tool that you thought, damn, this is a great piece of kit? <laughs> um, yes. So I finally got to use an old school digging hoe. Okay. Um, it's just, uh, it's a bit like a pickaxe, mm. but the, the head is much wider. Mm-hmm. And there's only, it's only one side. So it's a one-sided pickaxe which with a much wider um, blade i guess you'll call it Mm -hmm. and it's used to kind of dig furrows and and trenches and stuff but just the the way that the tool head works with the ground and the way that human anatomy works it's a really pleasant tool to use (laughs) as an as a digging action it's incredibly pleasant nice and um i think the other tool that i've come across recently is made by a company called wolf to wolf tooth uh wolf tooth yes wolf tooth um and it's a really clever, like, multi-tool for a bike, um, which allows you to open a snap link on a chain, as well as doing some bits on, like, a valve, as well as holding the sna- extra snap links, as well as it's a tire lever as well. Like, it's a multi... It's just phenomenal. as like, one tool to go in a saddlebag or something that does loads of stuff. Nice. It's really well made. It's really well designed. I've not actually used it, but, like... I bought it with the intention to like that's in the saddlebag now. Yeah. When I need it, it's there. We're good to go. Mm. I'm excited for that one. 
cool. Awesome. Yeah. Opening snap links are incredibly hard on a bike ride. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, traditionally, uh, bicycle chains were held in together with a pin that you kind of push in and push out. Mm-hmm. And they still are, but um, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> so someone's actually very cleverly designed like a quick release mechanism for that, where it uses... Um, rather than one pin going through two outer plates, it's two outer plates that each have a pin and a slot that they can slot into and then tension in the chain snaps it into place. Oh, wow. But to, un- to break it open, you obviously have to, like, you have to collapse the chain on itself, which is incredibly difficult if you don't have the tool. Mm. So there's a special pair of pliers that grab it perfectly and just move the inner plates or inner wheels closer together <laughs> and it just pops this thing open. And it just means that you can connect chains really really quickly nice. so you carry some spares if you're out on a bike ride and you snap a chain it's generally easier just to like pop out the second rivet and then just pop a snap link in depends what you break the chain but you should be able to fix it hmm. also just general like um servicing and stuff gets a lot easier cool so that's a snap link yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool yep yeah uh, so something else on certainly my bucket list i don't know if it's on yours um but motorbike license definitely on mine yeah, definitely. Um, well, it's actually a bit of an interesting one because I've never I've never ridden a motorbike before, but I've ridden other things on two wheels, so push bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a scooter when I was younger. Mm. Um, that was pretty good fun. I'd love to get my proper motorbike license, but some people are saying, obviously they've never seen me ride a push bike or anything like that before, but they're saying, oh, you should do like a 125 on an L plate, get a CBT, do that for a year. Yeah, And a little part of me is like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then at the same time, it's like, but I've ridden a push bike at like 60 miles an hour and I was, I was pretty comfortable. So surely I'd be okay on a motorbike, maybe even more respecting of it because I understand what happens at speed. Maybe. And I've done 60 miles an hour just in some Lycra, not even with some motorbike leathers. You saucy beast. <laughs> it was hot. Um, so <laughs> a little bit of me is like, just go do your, like the first half of your license, just mm. go straight to like a i think you can go up to like a 400 or something so i'm kind of caught in that realm of where do i start Mm -hmm. but yeah i want a motorbike license i'd love a motorbike just a nice sunday Mm. wake up early and you're just like right we're heading to the coast which coast are we heading to scotland and you just road trip it up there do a bit of a like jaw round and then come home again yeah i think it'd be such a cool way to just go explore yes go ride a motorbike through like the alps or something it'd just be incredible yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah there was, on the on the way was i coming here this morning oh, i can't remember like i know oh, I, mm. I am here now <laughs> so obviously i've come here today but i've also done many journeys i should add um yeah there was like three bikes who were just out for a little mm. little blast coming part. i was like oh yeah yeah like if you've got a couple hours to kill what a great way to kill some hours mm. um and there's this there's this bike ride that was on the news the other day called the gentleman's ride. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be like a franchise thing that goes all around the world to promote um, prostate cancer and um, awareness of men's health and stuff. It was really clever. Um, but I think they were saying normally there's about 600 people and they ride as one. Mm-hmm. So like 600 motorbikes just going down the road. Mm. That would just be insane. Sweet. What do they do at traffic lights? Do they just wait? So normally in those instances, um, do they plan the routes so that there's like less traffic lights? And they stuff they like plan that? the routes. Sometimes they'll get the like a bit of a police mm. support, mm-hmm. or like they literally they put someone as a designated. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop the traffic. Yeah, and all the bikes come yeah, through, yeah. and then I'll get through to the front yeah. and yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah. B 
But yeah, the roots are planned. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've been part of that. Yeah. Have you? Ah, mm. oh, that's cool. Get all like dressed up and go ride motorbikes. Yeah, in your leathers, just yeah. sat on the back of a big bike. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all about like the big bike thing mm. um, and some tweed. <laughs> some tweed, yeah. And it just looks like a, it could be like what a way to spend a morning. Yeah. I think the nice thing about um, motorbikes, and it's the same for bicycles mm. generally, mm. is the camaraderie. Yeah. You know, someone comes the other way. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas obviously cars, yeah. We're more like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely think that there's more com- camaraderie um, between mountain bikers than roadies. Okay. So whenever I'd be mountain biking, you could come across anyone, regardless of how expensive their bike is or how, yeah, you can just, how far they are along in their cycling journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're your best friend. Like anyone mountain biking is your best friend. Roadie, oh, there's so much like instant just like looking be like what kid are you wearing what bike are you wearing can i say hi to you like am i going <laughs> to knock myself down on the social structure here by saying hi to a cyclist on like a really shit bike and that, stuff that that, Bro, that, would, um, that would explain why you enjoy it when i come for a ride <laughs> <laughs> dress like this <laughs> stewie are you really going to wear those shorts <laughs> yeah i am it's all good <laughs> but you enjoy your bike rides yeah so like i'm i'm great yeah yeah, I do enjoy them. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely more com- camaraderie between mountain bikers than roadies. Yeah, and you, yeah, you definitely see that on uh, motorbikes as well. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, and then I, I know someone who has her full motorbike license and she was saying that the camaraderie between proper motorbike riders, so no L plates, mm-hmm. is stronger than people with L plates. Mm. So they're almost actually like waiting to see for an L plate. And right. if you don't have an L plate, then it's proper like, oh, you're a motorbike rider and you've passed your test. Like that second level of respect, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Another reason to pass your test. And, yeah. and you get to ride big, bigger bikes. Bigger bikes. But we're little, so we don't need big bikes. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it would probably be hilarious to try and ride like a thousand cc motorbike. I don't think my feet would touch a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd be like that. that I, if it's on YouTube, the... Um, a vertically challenged chap who jumps off of his big bike because like, he's yeah, tiny yeah. and he jumps off and holds it and he's waiting for the lights to turn and he jumps back on. Amazing. You'd just get a smaller bike though, wouldn't you? Like one that they can lower a little bit so you can at least touch the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I probably would. But yeah, I mine up this really nice Honda 300. I reckon it would be like enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. They also make a really nice 600, 650, mm. like same style. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, we've done the tool question. Mm. So, uh, and actually you mentioned this earlier, so I'm going to bring it up. Uh, you've been enjoying the landmine in the gym. I have. absolutely love that as a, um, as just a piece of heavy thing that you can move. Because mm. that's exactly what it becomes. It becomes a, a single pivot almost 360 degree do whatever you want with this sort of thing yeah i think it's great can you explain it for those who have no idea what we're talking cool. about? cool so um a landmine is the ability to um basically like pin one side of a barbell into the floor and that becomes the pivot point so that you have the barbell as the lever that yeah. you can load up on one side to make it heavier but you you have this single almost like a, a ball and socket joint in an arm 
Um, and yeah, you can just rotate this thing and lift it and twist it and turn with it. And you can do a lot with it as well. Yes. You can, I quite like it when you lift it from the floor with one hand and as it gets to about mid torso, you actually take over the movement with the other hand and then you kind of twist to a push. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a, a bit like a clean, mm -hmm. it's like a semi clean with a, a side jerk. It's probably the best way to describe that as a motion, yeah. but it's just, it flows really nicely. You can, you can move you can get involved yeah you can get into rhythm yeah 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 you just rep it for days because you don't really want to go too heavy um just because of how it would then load the skeletal system but yeah not not too heavy and just rep mm. just absolutely go for it mm. and then you can change it up as well so if you're doing that full extent that full motion of like lift twist push mm -hmm. and you're starting to get a bit tired you can just go down to the lift yeah and you can just like knock out a couple more lifts yes oh, i love it yeah that was uh that was a beautiful description of that piece of kit. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I started to describe it in my head. Yeah. And I was clumsy. Right. Clumsy as, but that was nice. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. That was sweet. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I, I like, um, probably one of my favourite exercises with that is a cross body yep. extension. Mm. Like, I like that. Yeah. Get a little bit, of, little bit of weight on there. Yeah. You don't, you don't actually need a lot because, I mean, the barbell itself has got some weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because of the, the way that the pivot and stuff works. It means that the weight is reduced. Mm. I can't tell you by how much, but um, it yeah. is reduced. Yeah. But yeah, even just for, just for like warming up your shoulders and stuff, you can just take your shoulders through some motions under a little bit of load without it being tension. Yes. Because if you were to say use a cable machine for those same warm up, the tension in the cable machine, I think is it's loading the muscles incorrectly for like a, a warm up. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, we definitely don't go like shoulder health, getting over the top. Yeah, I see a lot of people when they're doing shoulder work, uh, so dumbbell raises and stuff like that, side lateral dumbbell raises and stuff, um, they go as high as the shoulder. Mm -hmm. So the arm comes parallel to the floor. Mm -hmm. When I used to do them in a, in a gym, um, or if I still do them now, for me it's a, it's a motion that needs to come all the way over the head. Mm-hmm. The same as a clean and jerk would be is mm -hmm. that it's the, the, the muscles themselves allow for biomechanics to go over the head. So why not train that way? But then I guess a lot of bodybuilders, they don't want that range of motion. So yeah. they're probably getting a better pump from just coming parallel to the floor. Right. But I've always looked at it and just thought, you're cheating. You're, you're only doing half the motion. Yeah. So and, and that's probably the difference, actually. So in terms of, let's take like a dumbbell side raise, mm -hmm. right? So in terms of the recruitment of the delt head, mm -hmm you only need to go to about 30 degrees. Yeah. So if you're bodybuilding and you just want big delts, mm. it's literally, it's kind of pointless going beyond that point. But how can it be though? Because there's so many other supporting muscles that would surely work. Yeah, but then then you, then you it becomes an integrated movement pattern. Um, bodybuilders hate that. Right, yeah. because we, we need to work on, you know, they spend a great deal of time looking for the weaknesses in the body. Yeah. And like, where do I need to build up? So if I need to build the delt head, then I just need to focus on the mm. delt head. And that means I only need to go to 30 degrees. Like it has to be obviously a control. You can't mm. throw it to that point. You've got to lift and squeeze to that point. Mm. But yeah, so this, that's often why you don't see full range of motion mm. with certain exercises. I get it. Yeah. But full range of motion is not going to harm them. No, so, you know, you could, in terms of warming up the shoulder joint, mm. you could stay light and go mm. full range of motion, for sure. Mm. But surely full range of motion is helping some other things like the uh, rotator cuff. Because, I mean, that's designed to stabilise the shoulder joint 
yeah. throughout its entire range of motion. So if you are training full range of motion, at least you're training all these other tiny little muscles that we know are really important. Yeah. So again, it you know, kind of swings back into like a needs analysis. Mm-hmm. What do you need the shoulder to do? So for some people, they they feel that they don't need to do certain things, right? So they just drive a desk for a living. So I, I don't need to go here. Yeah. Well, actually for a healthy body, yes, so, need to yeah, go there. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, so they say that they don't need to from their lifestyle. But if we're talking about good shoulder health, then yep. you need to for good shoulder health. Yeah. You may not need to all the time, but mm-hmm. say every like second or third time you go into the gym, just practice some full range of motion. Mm-hmm. But bodybuilders hate full range of motion because there's not a lot of pump when it comes to full range of motion exercises. Yeah. And if bodybuilders are just chasing pump because that's what they perceive to be a good workout. They're just going to chase that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, actually the full range of motion thing is quite interesting. Um, and I was talking to a client about this the mm-hmm. other day. Um, and the certainly here in the UK, I don't know if it's the same for other countries as well, but the education process for like a fitness professional, mm-hmm. like just to get someone to the point where they can now go and work with people. Mm-hmm. So we talk about working a muscle through a full range of motion, mm-hmm. right? biceps being a classic example full range of motion for a bicep Mm. and you go okay full range of motion for exercises oh except certain exercises yeah so the squat yeah you don't go full range of you're not teaching people to go full range of motion but you should right so then it's the question of okay let's look at movement patterns and profiles Mm. like should we have this person lifting heavy weights for a squat Mm you know a fitness squat yep if they can't do full range of motion well they shouldn't be doing the exercise then <laughs> for some exercises surely the ability to actually do the exercise properly is more important than doing the exercise at all yeah so if you can't don't yeah and like so many people have so many problems take the let's use deadlift because mm-hmm. that is probably the the one exercise that 99 percent of people are doing incorrectly because they're already lifting straight from the back like they're kind of ignoring, like when you see someone there and they go heavy, it's normally just to be like, oh, I can, I can deadlift really, really heavy, but that's where injury is going to happen. So let's take that as the example. Yeah. They've already started lifting straight legged mm-hmm. because it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. That's a really loud <laughs> beat. <laughs> I mean, it's massive as well. Yeah. Um, Might have to rescue that guy. Go away. Oh, right in the microphone. <laughs> I think that's a wasp borderline hornet um <laughs> keep talking i'm gonna okay. get that guy out. so there seems to be this really interesting thing between people kind of feeling that they should be doing something yeah and doing it badly is okay yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> the deadlifts are good also no one ever reps it like I, I can't remember the last time I saw someone rep a deadlift and they all say they did but as soon as you let go of that bar that that's it that's your set over yeah because like the reset time to then get grip is too long so if you're going to rep it don't even let the bar touch the ground again yeah as soon as that bar comes off the ground the first time it's not touching again until you're done yeah so you know sometimes a client might ask me about cardiovascular exercise mm. right and I'm like yeah, try a deadlift for reps. Yeah. Like where you don't put it down, exactly yeah, what you yeah. just said. Like pick a load, moderate load, mm. and let's do some reps. Mm. And I'll show you cardiovascular exercise. Mm. Like you Squats would, for reps. Yeah. Front, back, overhead, I don't care. Yeah. It can body weight, just yeah. go rep that. Yep. Yeah. You're going to be breathing hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walking lunge is my favorite. <laughs> you do love a walking lunge. <laughs> 
They are great. Yeah. You need to be in the mental space for it. Like it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're great exercises. Yeah. But then they are fundamental exercises to how our body's designed to move. So people should be doing them more. Yes. They really should. They really should. Yeah. Again, it's that it's that weird crossover of sort of again, you know, from the. I don't. I have nothing against fitness professionals, mm. obviously, because I am one. Mm. I have an issue with the education system. Yeah, yeah. it's broken, and it, and it keeps pushing this kind of simplified that you know uh, mm. qualification. Mm. Like there's, there's yeah. trained people how to use pieces of equipment. Mm. Like this is how you use the bench press. This mm. is how you use like as a, a strict. Mm. machine that has mm. one pivot point mm. like that. that's ridiculous mm. like the human body moves in a much more wild and capable fashion mm. so let's start educating the fitness professionals so that they know how to assess those things mm. how to find out where someone's good or whether where they're not good and actually you know build better humans and yep. not not just stronger people who are stronger in the gym but mm. people who are stronger outside mm. that you know but strength in the gym doesn't really mean anything. No. So like real world strength, that's where it counts. Yeah. Because you could be, you could bench press 200 kilograms. Mm-hmm. But in the real world, what does that, what does that mean? Yeah, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. We just need to play around with strongman type stuff. Give me an Atlas stone that I have to use my whole body to yeah. Yeah, yeah. move. A little bit. But then you've got to be taught, like, yeah. how, how, do we, how do you get that low to just start? the process of picking it up yeah it's definitely an education point mm. no matter how you look at it mm-hmm. whether it comes back to learning how to do strongman stuff like mm. it's an education thing yeah but the the avenue for many people to become a fitness professional is broken i think so um like i said i don't know how global that is as a problem yeah but you know yeah i think it is a problem mm. i think you can get into the industry far too quickly mm far too quick and do too much damage yeah once you're there yeah yeah is yeah i mean you can become a you can become a pt probably within two weeks online i think yeah I think without even having to like actually t- like deal with another human yeah which is kind of scary uh yeah considering we are the most complex things that we know of in this universe like just out of everything that we know like humans are still the most complex thing that's mm. amazing mm. and but you could trust someone after like two weeks of online, like on of an online course to get you the most potential out of this super complex thing. Mm. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder how many people would go into the fitness industry if you said it has to be a three year university course or four year university course, but then Germany do that with their builders. Mm -hmm. So to become a builder in Germany, it's, it's a university course, Mm. but then the quality of their buildings is actually doing really well. Yeah. So you're like, maybe there's some logic there. Yeah. Hmm. Discussion for another time, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's quite a big one, isn't it? (laughs) It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can start coming up with ideas of how we would deal with that differently. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm. Coffee? Yes, please. Let's do it.